0: You're listening to the Look Great Naked Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bach. This is the podcast for men and women who want to look great naked without living in the gym. If that sounds like you, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Hey, what is going on? It is Eric Bach, your host of the Look Great Naked Podcast and the founder and head coach of Bach Performance. This podcast is brought to you by me because we are not going to pump your ears full of all of these needless advertisements. I'm here to support you and help you look great naked without living in the gym. And today, we are gonna talk about six hard truths about losing weight. These are six things that most people will not tell you. And most coaches will sugarcoat in order to make their method, their tactics seem like the next piece of fancy bullshit that you should be buying. But that's not what we do here. So what we're going to do is jump into the things that you need to know in order to lose fat and look great naked, but most importantly, how to maintain it. Now, before we jump specifically into the podcast today, just a quick story. You see, I recall... Not too long ago, I was foam rolling, watching a little bit bit of TV, hanging out, and trying to loosen up my quads a little bit. And as soon as I got done, my daughter walked over, grabbed the foam roller, and started rolling around on it. Now, she didn't know what she was doing, and frankly, there wouldn't be any benefit to her being on a foam roller at that point because she's two. But this really struck home a key important lesson that I try to impart with my clients and i want you to be able to take away directly from this podcast and it's that my daughter zoe will not always listen to the things that i say but by extension of her seeing me active of being on a foam roller what did she start doing she started to model that behavior and so many times when it comes to our health we focus on all the things that we can't do we focus on how overwhelming it can be we focus on what the best workout routine would be and then get overwhelmed because it doesn't seem to fit our schedule And lost in the noise of trying to find what the best option is going to be is often that, listen, if we just start to take small actions and we start to live true to the values that we have, not only for ourselves, but those who we care about most, that's what makes the biggest difference long-term, especially if you're a parent, or especially if you want to be able to lead a team, especially if you want to be able to lead those people who are around you and set the example, set the standard for what it should be for being strong, for being lean, for being healthy, for being in shape. Because ultimately... Those around us, kids or not, don't always listen to the things that we say, but they sure as hell will model the things that we do. So take a second and ask yourself, am I doing the things that I need to be doing in order to live in integrity with the values that I want to have and the values of all of those who are around me? Which segues directly into, hey... How do we lose weight? But most importantly, what are some of these hard truths that people don't always want to say that we need to truly accept? Because ultimately, when it comes to losing weight and keeping it off, listen, we've got to stick to the work and we've got to focus on dominating the process so we can control the outcome. Now, there are a few hard and fast rules regarding fat loss that are really unassailable that we have to be able to focus on regardless. And that is, you do need to be in a calorie deficit in order to lose body fat. And the only way you can tell if you're actually in a calorie deficit is if you're losing body fat. Now, there are a lot of different things that can determine whether you are truly in a calorie deficit based on past dieting, but that is for another story. In addition, we need to be able to eat enough protein and lift weights to maintain lean muscle mass. And then number three, we need to sleep enough to actually recover from the hard work that we are doing. If we do not get enough sleep, well, guess what? Every single underlying hormonal function in your body is going to be compromised and and so is your ability to lose body weight. Now, we have those three things covered, right? We need a calorie deficit, we need protein, and we need sleep. But what are the things that most people will not tell you? Well, point number one, fat loss is supposed to be hard. It's going to be hard. There are going to be changes in your lifestyle. There are going to be changes in your energy levels. There are going to be times when it feels like nothing is working despite your hard work. And one of the biggest gaps in places where people really struggle is they lose weight specifically for about four to six weeks, and then it feels like a plateau. What you need to understand is you're probably not truly in a plateau for fat loss. Your body is simply catching up with the stressors that you put it under for the last few weeks. And what does that plateau serve as? That plateau serves as a way for your body to hit a new equilibrium. You see, when you lose weight, it's not a linear process. It's a process where you're going to have times where you lose weight quickly and then you might even gain a few pounds. But what we have to focus on is not how fast these results are coming. It's not how easy we can make it. It's not beating ourselves up about getting in a plateau. It's about focusing on the key action steps that we need to take advantage of. Are we in that calorie deficit? Are we eating good quality food? Are we eating protein? Are we sleeping? Are we managing stress? Because ultimately, listen, fat loss is going to be hard. And not just hard from the physiological sense, but hard because there are going to be changes in terms of your lifestyle. And it doesn't mean you can never have fun again. It doesn't mean you can never go out have a beer and and do anything like that. But what it means is we have to get comfortable being uncomfortable with the process. Because if we always chase easy, if we always chase convenient, if we always chase the next 30-day challenge, whatever popular diet bullshit is going on, then we're never going to succeed. So ultimately, if you want to be able to lose fat, You have to understand it's supposed to be hard. You have to embrace the suck. But when you do that and you keep showing up day in, day out, you build so much internal drive and motivation to continue on with the process. And if you do that, you're going to find yourself so much happier when ultimately you find that you're keeping huge promises that you're making for yourself and then keeping them. So fat loss, yeah, it's going to be hard. But you know what? It is damn well worth it. Hard truth number 2. You don't need a cheat day. Listen, if you're asking, "When do I get my next cheat day?" or "When do I go back to eating the way that I did before I lost weight?" just as you're getting started, you're setting yourself up for failure. The reality is most people follow overly restrictive diets and then they end up cheating on their diet anyway. So planning in a cheat day when you're already cheating isn't really going to do anything for you. Now listen, can there be days where you increase calories a little bit? Yes. Should there be days where you can pull back a little bit, have a little bit more practicality and sustainability with what you're doing. Yes. But ultimately, You do not need a cheat day in order to lose body fat. You do not need a cheat day in order to have a sustainable approach. Instead, what you probably need is an approach that's actually going to fit many of your favorite foods in on a consistent basis without taking you dramatically out of your calorie deficit and sabotaging your chances of losing body fat. Hard truth. Number three, you need to do lots of cardio to lose body fat, or you shouldn't do cardio at all. Both of these are incorrect. Why? Well, Cardio gets a lot of hate on both sides of the fat loss continuum. You see, let's take the idea of doing a ton of cardio to lose body fat. Here's why people think this works. You hop on the treadmill, you go for 30 minutes, you check your Apple watch, and all of a sudden it says you burn 500 calories or something. First and foremost, when it comes to cardiovascular exercise, most trackers in terms of how many calories you're burning are vastly overstating your calorie burn. Many times it's 25 plus percent off. So when you think you're burning a ton of calories directly through doing more cardiovascular exercise, well, most times it's going to overshoot it. When we factor that in a little bit more, people have a tendency to also underestimate how much they're eating. So if you have a type of exercise that's dramatically overstating how many calories you're burning, it's ramping up hunger, and then you're going to dramatically probably underestimate how many calories you're eating. This is one reason that so many people chase cardio as a way to lose fat and then never succeed. doesn't mean that their effort isn't there it's just a misalignment of priorities in addition if we don't do any cardiovascular exercise at all that can also cause some issues right so what is the sweet spot the sweet spot for cardio when it comes to fat loss is this first we treat exercise we treat training resistance training as the entree for changing our body cardiovascular exercise is a side dish and so what do i mean by that well the first tier for cardiovascular exercise would be getting eight to 10,000 steps per day, whether you're tracking on an Aura ring, an Apple watch on your phone, whatever the case, if we can increase from the average American who gets four to 5,000 steps per day, up to 8,000 steps per day, that can be enough to help you lose 10 pounds over the course of a year, just by moving more. This can be as simple as going for a walk, right away when you wake up in the morning, and even a five to 10 minute walk directly around your meals. This can make a huge difference in terms of how well your body handles nutrients, insulin sensitivity, and long-term calorie burn. The second tier when it comes to cardio would be adding two days of zone two type cardio. So zone two cardio, what is this? Zone two cardio is exercise that's a step above walking and you might occasionally have to break your tempo when you're talking with somebody else, call this the talk test, in order to maintain that intensity, right? So for most people, what we're looking at for zone two cardio would be 20 to 30 minutes twice per week and this could be something where you're doing it rhythmically. This could be on a bike. This could be doing three different types of exercise. So you have a rower, you have a jump rope, and then you have a treadmill where you're going back and forth between those. In terms of the intensity, take your body 220 minus your age and multiply it by 0.6. So an example for me, I'm a 34 year old male. I'm gonna have my heart rate between 115 and 135 for 20 to 30 minutes, twice per week, All right? So. Phase one of cardio would be getting up to eight to 10,000 steps per day. Phase two would be adding in that zone two cardio where we are getting 20 to 30 minutes, keeping our heart rate about 65 to 75% of your max heart rate. Then finally zone three, this is only for the finishing touches. If you're already getting lean and taking care of your diet, your other exercise, your sleep and your stress. Then we wanna talk about adding interval training in one to two days per week. This should be 10 to 20 minutes long. The key with interval training where we can do this in a whole nother podcast, the intensity has to be high. So high that you are completely out of breath and gasped and unable to produce more high quality work 10 seconds later, right? What we wanna be able to do here is push so hard in the case of 10 to 20 seconds, so we need at least 40 seconds, 50 seconds in order to rest and recover. On occasion, when it comes to high-intensity interval training, the rest-recovery ratio is actually 1 to 10 or 1 to 20 in terms of how hard you work and then how hard you need to recover. So the big thing to understand here is, listen, cardiovascular exercise, it's really dose-dependent. Doing a ton is not going to be the best thing for optimizing body composition. What we want to do is gradually add levels of cardiovascular exercise as needed. We want to treat cardio as the ace in the hole, not the entree, not the first thing that we add when it comes to losing body fat. Hard truth for fat loss, number four, garbage food in, garbage physique coming out. Listen, there was a huge movement years ago, if it fits your macros, where you'd focus on eating whatever foods you wanted as long as you hit the right number of calories, the right number of protein, the right amount of carbohydrates, the right amount of fat. And like most things in the fitness industry, this went from being a great idea to have more flexibility in what you did to people eating fucking cheeseburgers all the time and drinking milkshakes and saying, look, I can lose body fat. Is it any wonder that that didn't work for the majority of people because it played directly into a lot of the issues that they're already having with food choices? Kind of crazy. Whoever saw that coming, right? Well, here's the deal, right? If you're going to have crap food in, you're going to have crap results coming out. Ultimately, food is a lot more complex than a math equation. The way that everybody handles nutrients, are going to be different. For example, you could have allergies to certain types of foods where it creates an overwhelming inflammatory response inside your body. Or you could have More or less somewhat of an addiction to certain types of foods where once you start having junk food coming in, guess what? You're going to dramatically overconsume your calories as a result because of the pleasure receptors that are going off in your brain. And this doesn't even talk about things that, you know, aren't important like gene expression. For example, the foods that you eat can turn on or off certain genetic markers that play a huge role in terms of what your health could be like long-term. So while I'm all for being able to fit some of your favorite foods into your diet within reason, many people take this way too far. They take it as eat whatever I want, as long as can hit my protein, as long as hit my calories, my carbohydrates, and my fat. It's an overly simplistic way of looking at it. So a very simple way that I like to focus on my nutrition is this. 90% of the time I'm eating single ingredient foods. I'm eating foods that came from the ground or had a face at some point. When you do this, the quality of the food that you're gonna be eating is so much greater. And you still have a little bit of time, a little bit of a buffer to be able to fit some of your favorite foods directly into your meals throughout the week. But ultimately, if you're eating highly palatable, highly processed foods, they're gonna be more likely for you to overconsume those foods and overall are very unlikely to be nutrient dense and more likely to have long-term health consequences. Don't be surprised when it doesn't work. When you have garbage macros in, often leads to a garbage physique or long-term health issues, that create more problems down the road. Fat loss, hard truth number five, there is no magic diet. What you need to think about with diets, each and every single diet is a tool. Sometimes you need a hammer, sometimes you need a screwdriver, and sometimes you need to have somebody who knows how to use each of those tools in an expert way to get the job done, right? And so where we run into a lot of issues, particularly in the fitness industry these days, everyone is trying to make a name for themselves. They are trying to promote one particular type of training or one particular diet style that is better than all the rest. And what happens is you get a bunch of this cherry-picked research that highlights why this diet is better and then it completely ignores the boatload of evidence that says, eh, maybe not so much. And so we run into this place where people believe They're following a particular dietary strategy, whether it's intermittent fasting, keto, paleo, high carb, low carb, and think that this is the one thing that they need to use to live forever. The huge problem with this is people do not understand the underlying mechanisms that are at place that make diet successful. And it's not necessarily that there's any one particular type of diet that's better across the board for everybody else. It's that we need to understand what are the key driving aspects that promote, that make each one of these particular diets effective. And when we compare the things that make it effective, with what is going to be best with us individually and our lifestyle and allow us to stay consistent, that's what is crucial. That is what we need to be able to think. Can we talk about intermittent fasting for a second? Intermittent fasting is a diet strategy that I like. I like it for many people. And even though it can work incredibly well for fat loss, it's not a great diet when it comes to building muscle. Let me give you an example of why. The reason intermittent fasting works incredibly well, primarily for fat loss, the number one reason is it creates a calorie deficit by restricting the time duration in which you eat. That's great, but that's the underlying mechanism of why it works. However, when we take people who wanna apply it and say intermittent fasting for building muscle, well, guess what? The reason that it works really well for losing body fat is the reason it makes it exponentially harder to apply directly to building lean muscle. Now, I don't mean to get off track by talking about building muscle when the original idea here was fat loss, but hopefully you understand the key concept from which I'm explaining here, right? So what we need to understand is Diets work because they help us create a calorie deficit and that we need to match the particular style with the one that jives with our lifestyle the best. When we find a particular way of eating, when we find a way that we can do it consistently that allows us to eat for the way that we want to feel, for the body that we want to have, that is the golden ticket. But understand the underlying principle first before falling in love with any particular dietary strategy. Going a step further on that. Understand that if there's a type of diet that you followed before that worked and now all of a sudden it doesn't, it's okay. But you don't have to be in love with that particular dietary style, right? This is what I see all the time. People will follow a diet that worked so incredibly well when they were 18, when they were 25, when they were 30. And then they try the same thing again now when they're 35 and they're 40 and they're 45. and But now they have two kids and they have a job and they have a lot more stress and their underlying physiology has changed. And they wonder why it doesn't work. Well. Listen, all these diets can work, but you have to be able to use, it comes back to that tool analogy, using the right tool at the right time for the right job. So while there are many good diets, understand why they work in the first place. Then you need to understand how to use that particular tool at any given time as it's relevant to you. And if you need help with that, hey, simply head to the description box below or head to www.bachperformance.com backslash coaching, and I will help you with that. Fat loss hard truth number six, it's not about calories in, calories out, or hormones. It's about both of them working synergistically, meaning there are two different camps in the fitness industry. We've got a group of people that say, listen, it's all about hormones. You have to keep insulin low. Then you say to these other people, it's, it's all about calories, so on and so forth, right? Well, here's what we need to understand. Calories are king. Hormones also matter. But this is where people run into issues. You see, as you're listening to this, tell me if this sounds familiar. You've gone online, you followed a calorie calculator. It says eat 2000 calories per day. You should be in a calorie deficit. All of a sudden you look at how many calories, 2000 is in a day. And you think, holy shit, I have not been eating anywhere near that. How am I going to lose weight if I'm eating more calories than I've actually been taking in on a consistent basis? Hmm, That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. This is a place where a lot of people find themselves. There could be a few things here. Number one, listen, you could be eating a lot more calories than you anticipate just in junk food and snacks and things like that that sneak in. That is one thing to consider. But we also have to think of something else. Let's say you have somebody who's been dieting long-term. You've been eating 12, 13, 1400 calories consistently for months on end. And this is something I see both in men and women. And so all of a sudden, if you follow some calorie calculator that says 2,000 calories should be a deficit, and that's how much you should be eating when you truthfully have been eating 1,400, 1,500 calories a day, well, guess what? Your body goes through some reactive changes when it comes to being in a prolonged calorie deficit. Now, most of this stuff is best to be measured with actual blood work, right? I'm not saying that you should just guess on what's going on here, but here's a few things that can happen when you're prolonged or eating in a prolonged calorie deficit. You can increase cortisol, your body's primary stress hormone, right? When cortisol increases, insulin sensitivity, how well our body can actually handle breakdown carbohydrates, goes down. In addition, cortisol goes up. Sometimes sleep quality goes down. When the quality of our sleep goes down, testosterone goes down. Cortisol goes up again. Thyroid function can go down, right? So what I'm highlighting here is it's not as simple as just finding some calorie equation online saying calories in, calories out. Calorie equations, when we're looking at calories in, calories out, are just an estimation in the beginning. They provide a great way to get started. However, there can also be changes that happen in your th- in your overall metabolic function based on genetics, based on things that you've done previously that can make it seem as if eating the amount of calories that are listed to lose body fat aren't actually gonna help you lose body fat. And so what we need to understand is understand how unique each person is. We need to understand that we need to improve, yes, maybe the quality of the, the foods that we're having, but also consider what have we done in the past? Because if you take somebody who's been dieting nonstop and then you just throw a ton of calories on them right away and say you should still be in a calorie deficit, their body might not handle that very well. And all of a sudden, instead of getting leaner, instead of having more energy, they end up more stressed out, they end up having belly fat that's popping over their jeans, and then they jump ship to a different program, right? So we got to understand here is it's both calories in, calories out. It's also about hormones. We have to understand that there are different changes the body goes through in reaction to the types of diets that we follow long-term and short-term. So how do we get back on track with that? What are the things that we need to actually focus on when it comes to losing body fat? Well, a couple of key principles. Number one, first, we have to create a calorie deficit. And that might sound a little bit confusing here, but understand that this is something that takes a little bit of time to understand and to get honed in on on the individual level. Without a calorie deficit, our body will not lose body. Fat. But understand that finding out what that exact deficit is can take a little bit of work and experimentation and making adjustments on the fly. When it comes to our, to our workouts, what do we need to do? We need to train in a way that helps support our metabolic function. So when it comes to losing body fat, this is what we need to understand. One, it is going to be hard. It's not always going to be simple and straightforward. They're going to have to be sacrifices that you make to your personal life, to different areas of your life in order to change your body. But as a result, it is going to be worth it. Number two, you do not need a cheat day. Most people end up getting that cheat day in naturally. So don't try to justify it before you've gotten to that point. Number three, you need some cardio, but not all the cardio. Instead, focus on increasing your baseline level of activity first and treat resistance training as a primary method that you want to use to be able to change your body composition. Number four, garbage food in, garbage physique out. Food is not as simple as a math equation and the way that you have certain foods or the way that certain foods impact your body is going to play a big role, not only in terms of your physique, but also your mindset and your ability to stay consistent with a fat loss plan. Number five, there is no magic diet. In fact, every diet strategy is a tool, but you need to understand how to use each tool and when it best applies and understand that the way a your body reacts to a particular tool or diet strategy is going to change over time. Then finally, it's not all about hormones. It's not all about calories. These Both of these things are important. Yes, calories are king, but the way that your body uses these calories, what might actually dictate a calorie deficit can change as a result of the diets that you've done in the past, the different nutrition protocols that you followed, your genes, and any underlying health components that could be dialed in. And so what do we need to focus on if we want to be able to lose body fat? Listen, first and foremost, yeah, we've got to eat good quality food. We've got to focus on foods that came from the ground or had a face and more minimally processed foods. We need to eat the right amount of calories and get around a gram of protein per pound of body weight. When it comes to the gym, we should be training very much in the same way that we would to build lean muscle while we're trying to lose body fat because building lean muscle is what's going to help our body maintain as much muscle as we possibly can during fat loss, which keeps your metabolism running full throttle and finally one of the most important components we have to proactively reduce stress and this is done primarily by emphasizing sleep if you're not getting enough sleep that's going to undermine every single thing in your body it's going to undermine every single hormonal system in your body it's going to undermine your mood it's going to underline your motivation and your ability to stick with that plan consistently so listen when it comes to losing body fat it's not always going to be simple it's not always going to be easy there can be different layers to it depending on what you've done in the past but ultimately, success comes down to the ruthless execution of the basics. And when you understand the key principles needed to lose body fat, then it becomes finding the right plan for you. And if you need help with that, all you need to do, head over at backslash coaching, apply, and that will help you get back on track. Gang, thank you so much for being here. Cannot wait to see you during the next show. Hey, it's Eric here again. Now, there are three ways that I can help you look great naked. Number one, if you want to grab a free copy of the Look Great Naked Protocol to help you lose body fat without counting calories, then go to BachPerformance.com backslash free training. Number two, if you're a busy guy looking to build muscle, then I recommend checking out our Minimalist Muscle Blitz, which has helped over 1,000 men build muscle without living in the gym. Just go to MinimalistMuscleBlitz.com. The link will also be available in the show notes. Or number three, and last, if you want to work with me directly and get the best results possible, apply at bachperformance.com backslash coaching to look great naked without living in the gym. Until next time, my friend.